Hello everyone, and welcome to The Runtime. I'm your host, Raphael Kennedy, and this is the podcast where we go deep into software design. This week, I'm joined by CL Source to talk about a project called JSONL. Thanks for coming along. So JSONL is, it's a tool for building native apps using a sort of boilerplate code and then swapping in different JSON application definitions, kind of as a, um, a data as code kind of approach. That's something we might be familiar with from web app development. Yeah. Does that seem like a correct summary or am I missing something important? Well, yes, it's a good summary. You create a simple JSON file and that it, it is executed inside a runtime, normally in iOS or Android app that is the host of this JSON. And then you can see a native app. You can use a normal web app applications. Maybe you create something in React or something using another platform and then embed that inside the JSON and and you can access native applications and components, for example, push notifications. So that's interesting. You're saying that um, JSONL can incorporate web applications as part of the, the, the native application that, that it's using, sort of a JSONL wrapper around. Yes. Yes, it's, it's, it's super cool. I have seen uh, some some projects that are made with with a with just a web application. So it's a normal web application using normal web technologies, and they use the web view component of JSONL, and mm -hmm. then embed their websites. And obviously, Apple is, is super strict. And you cannot just create some random website and, and pass it out as a native app. But it's flexible too. So if you make some small changes, for example, you cannot show the progress bar in, in the applications. You have to hide it. And then you just hide it in, in the JSONL with, with a simple CSS property, RGBA 0000, and then the progress, progress file disappears. So you, you have your normal web applications and it's working with native components. Great. So this project, um, I became aware of it in the past um, when it was called JSONet. Hmm. Um, and my understanding is that you picked this project up after um, development had stopped with JSONet, renaming it JSONL, and uh, continued to, to build the functionality and expand the reach of it. Could you talk a little bit about why you felt like this was something that needed needed to be carried forward after the, the original author ceased development? Mm. Well, the original original author of, of JSONet was Ethan. Um, he was a huge, huge, huge developer. I, I, I admire him so much. I have talked with him in Slack when, when he started the project. He, I came to the project in November of 2016, so when it was launched, 
And I talked with Quitted and, and he was a nice person. But mysteriously disappeared on June 9 of 2018 after after two years full-time working on JSONet. And it was super weird that I, I, I just tried to message him after some months of inactivity in the GitHub. And I was, well, what happened to it? And there is no Twitter left. He doesn't answer the message in Slack. There, is, there are no commits after that specific date. So I was worried because many of the components of JSONet depends on servers. Um, so if Ethan is no more, then the servers will be gone off. So I started, I, I had to do something. So in November of 2018, I just, hey, I took a week off from work and dedicated the whole week to, to back up all the, the, the things I could back up. Most of the examples, the, I had reverse engineered the JSON app to extract the, the core JSON and, and then make it public because I have no authorizations to, to bring up the, the normal way. I, I, I wasn't a maintainer, I just was someone who has pushed permissions to the iOS uh, GitHub, but nothing more. So then after that, I created the new organizations, just changing the two last letters to JSONL so I can have maintainer permissions because this was weird. It's like Bitcoin's Satoshi Nakamoto. It just disappeared, poof, in the air. <laughs> I, 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 I wish he is okay. I wish he maybe some, somewhere else is, is listening to this wonderful podcast or is in the forums or, or in the chat somewhere with a, another name. So I hope he someday returns and I will gladly uh, return the prodigious child to, to, to him. <laughs> Yeah, the the prodigal son. Yes, that's <laughs> okay. <laughs> but for now, I, I'm maintaining the torch on fire, lead, so so people could benefit from 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 this technology because JSONet came before, for example, Swift UI or other technologies that takes this declarative approach to making the app. So. I, I heard, I, I read a, a lot of comments before that Swift UI reminds them of, of how JSONet came to be in 2016. So I, I'm glad that that those those things happened because it expands how how people see this kind of development. It's not just you write code, if, else, call functions. No, with just a simple markup, you could have a working app. So that is the path. That, is, that was the main goal of, of Ethan when, when he created this, this project that he, he saw that many people struggle with developing an iOS, an Android app, a, it takes months to, to have a working version of, of your 
of your idea so he wanted to to ease the way slim the requirements and that benefits a lot of small businesses because many of the people that joined telegram with, with the, in the JSONL chat uh, there are small businesses that wants to to bring their product to the people in iOS and Android they have a working web applications and they just grab with, with JSONet and, and start working with that I'm happy to to help them to to achieve their goals in that in that area so we have a lot of alternatives right now to have for example Cordova and Capacitor that takes takes the, the have a script and develop a native app with have script to have na native script um, react native and other technologies are Flutter for example that try to ease the way for developers to, to reach and create an applications but they are for developers there is not a tool for, for people that have a business that, that needs something e easy to just hey I want to create this just need some small components from here and there and I have a working app so that's that's the niche I want to to cater for the small businesses that just need something working out. No, not just a developer that wants just the latest features or the most super engineer solution with with so much components and, and stuff. That is super cool. It's uh, I'm really fan of of those technologies. I have lots of ideas taken from there and inspiration from from those. So, but they have their use case mostly for more robots team with lots of people working out. Maybe you have a designer, you have an iOS, an Android developer, but small businesses doesn't have the enough resources to pay for for those services. So having this small solution that is free, it's open source, you can download it and use it with no string attached is, is a, a good way to, to cater for those small businesses. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, sort of targeting folks who don't need the, you know, the most cutting edge access to internal APIs and things, but are sort of capturing the the 80% kind of down the middle apps, but easing access to building the, the application and lowering the barriers to entry in terms of development time and development cost for, for small businesses and small organizations. Yes. Um, and thankfully, JSONet can adapt to new requirements for example, uh, some businesses not so long ago asked me, hey, how can I embed Twilio SDK with, with this? How can I use Twilio mm -hmm. to, to, from my web app, access the Twilio API? And it's easy to do that because JSONL is at the core, just a normal app 
is a normal API SDK of Objective-C and Java. So just just have to install the SDK and then just create a small grabber to you. You can call it from, from your website. So it's not too complex to do that. Yeah. So you've had a very different um, approach to this, to building this tool than other people I've had on. You've been working from sort of an existing code base and an existing app and trying to, to reverse engineer the parts you didn't have access to and expand out the things that, that still needed. And you stepped into a situation where someone, someone needed to step in. Um, can you talk a little bit about how, how you approached that process of trying to fill in the missing pieces of this, of this application? Yes, it was a tough decisions to to step up mm -hmm. because it was a huge amount of time to understand what was going on behind the scenes because Ethan left without warning without nothing to to pass the torch properly and well that's a bummer but that's life mm -hmm. too maybe we don't know what happened to him. So I just told to myself, hey, I, li I really like this project. I really like this technology. I wish this technology was there when, when I was working on, on other projects before because my experience in my career has, to, has been with lots of small businesses here. I have working with making websites with WordPress, with ProcessWire, uh, handling clients, angry clients because they have <laughs> that, that kind of, of, of projects. So I wish that I have JSONet in, in those times when, when I was working with those small businesses. So that's why I, I came up with, with the decision to, to step up and bring the project to new heights and, and try to fix and understand what's, what's going on. And, and I know that is a tough decision, but I don't regret it. I, I, I have found joy. I have met people from lots of, of different parts of the world that finds this technology helpful to and I'm really happy to, to, to co-help them. So that's the main reason. And for the technology part, this project was made in super, super small time frame. Especially the Android project, because Ethan worked on the iOS project for like six months maybe more, maybe less. And then the Android, when he launches the iOS, all the people wanted to, hey, launch the Android project, launch the Android, launch the Android. And he stood up and created the Android project in like a month. Was a genius. He was a genius. And then, yeah, well, he started out and 
it really shows in, in the development area to so, see some, some something. You have to figure out how was his mind doing all this in, in this super small time frame. So that's the most difficult part. But my plans for the future is to simplify the code base, maybe start from scratch, maybe don't. I have to meditate on that. But I want to simplify the code base and make it more modular so you can just include the components you need. Not all projects need, for example, a component that has a picker for, for dates. Not all com uh, projects need a media player. That's that's the idea. So, so you have a core, core JSON thing, and you just include the components you need, and then you have your native app. That's that's the idea I want to to achieve in in the long run. I think. Would Would you combine that with a like a plugin architecture where you're allowing third party developers or people using the the application themselves to attach new components and new features to the existing core application? Yes. Yes, of course. I, I, I really want to to make this easy for the person. Maybe create some some wizard thing that you have a hey, what do you want to do with your app? Ah, I want to have audio recordings. Okay, I want to have maps or geolocation. And just bring that and the, the wizard thing then builds uh, a zip file that you can have all your components and you can then bring that to Android Studio, plus play and you have your APK or your Xcode project and you have all the things just already there. That's that's what want to target in in medium to long term. That seems like a really worthwhile goal to to make low barrier to entry, but still find a way to bring a little bit more modularity. You know, if you're giving someone all of the features at once, it's easy to say, here's here's the the application, it's got everything you need but giving someone the ability to select the things they need. Yes. This was most influenced by another project that I really like, which is a game engine that is called DOM Engine that is, is minimalism. It's just minimal. You, you have all the, the things you need. For example, you want to draw a circle, you want to play a sound, you, you want to load an image. You can do that because it's part of the core. But if you really want to make something super special, maybe, I don't know, you want to play some file format that is not standard. I don't know, you want to load 3D models in OBG files. You have to create a plugin for that. You have to bring your own SDK and so on and just use the grabber and list. It's done. You can use that inside the, the engine. So I really like that the, the minimalist part of, of the thing that you don't know for sure how how the people will use your app. You you just don't know that. 
just don't know if he, if they will use the GPS, they will use the audio, they will use the push notifications. So it's better to just bring, okay, this is the bare minimum you need to create your app. And if you wish to include something else, you just configure it. Just select this, select that, and you are done. You can have that. So that's what I'm wanting to, to achieve. Uh, a minimalist core, but extendable to the plugins. And so, so you can create something tailored for you. Excellent. You mentioned a game engine. Are there any other projects that are, are doing things that, that you find interesting or that you'd like to, to call out as inspirations? Well, there is ProcessWire. That is a web framework for creating normally websites that I really love. I really work from. I have been there in the process wire community since 2014, and I really love the the way it's easy to use to to create something. So I really love that framework for for making small websites. And Ryan Kramer, its its creator, has been working on ProcessWire for like twenty years right now. So it's a it's a huge, huge amount of of work there. So I love the commitment he he has with with his framework. Other project that I love is is Gren, that is a programming language that was created by Bob Ninstrom, some game development that wrote two books about the subjects and I really love that programming language because it is small, it is minimalist too and it's the language that is used in DOM engine so I really love that project and love the the maintainer too that is she is Robbie she is a, a super intelligent person that works on the engine I, I, and I love the way she can understand all the complexity of a programming language and, and, and I'm really amazed at how much she knows about compilers, games, it's, it's amazing. The other project that I really inspired by was Masonite by, by Joe Mancuso. He's a super great maintainer. He was uh, a soldier that wanted to create something and learn Python and create this backend web framework that is similar to Laravel but in Python. He's uh, such a nice guy to talk to. Um, I, I really love the, the way he, he does things by, by the communicating with people. I really love that and the framework is awesome too. Yeah, it's great to have an inclusive community and around a technology that's worthy of it. We will include links to those things in the show notes. I, I just want to thank you for all of your time, CL Source. It's been wonderful talking about this project with you. I was hoping that you could give us a little bit of how folks can get involved if they want to help you maintain the, the JSONL project and keep this thing moving along and distribute the weight a little more. Well, the, the quicker, quickest way to, to help is just 
to participate in the chat in Telegram slash JSONL. And you can talk there, help people that some some days they ask questions and and I'm not 24-7, so it really helps that that some people can help those. And obviously the most help I really need right now is and the Android part because I'm just learning Android and, and see how that works because my main technology is iOS. So I have to learn Android how, how that works. So if someone wants to, to help with Android, it will be super, super cool. Yeah. So, yeah, and I'll make sure to include links to the JSONL GitHub repository and anyone who wants to, to lend a hand, especially Android developers that are listening, please feel free to reach out. It, your help would be deeply appreciated. Is there anything else that you're working on that you'd like to mention? Or do you have anything else to promote? Um, well, you can listen to my music in SoundCloud too. <laughs> <laughs> if you really want to hear some, some wacky tunes. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for your time. This, it's been great. It's been great talking to you. And thank you for your contributions to open source technology. <laughs>